Hi there, this is Rory. So, this is a little awkward, but I was supposed to be recording episode 41 with Aaron right now, but he hasn't shown up yet. If you've been listening over the past month or so, you know that Aaron and his family were visiting the Philippines. So we've been releasing pre-recorded mini-pods and had one guest host during that time. Aaron wasn't able to record because the Philippines is obviously in the future 13 hours ahead of us in the USA. So Aaron thought that trying to record simultaneously from two different points in the space-time continuum might disrupt our nanoparticles and dump us directly into the upside down. But the last time we spoke, he told me he had been able to buy a gently used time machine on Facebook Marketplace and planned to be here to record, but so far he's a no-show. Whoa, what's going on? What are these bright lights? Where did all this fog come from? Fear not, my sister. It is I, Aaron, from the future. I've carried with me the foreknowledge of things to come, both wonderful and terrible. Ask and I shall answer your questions. That time machine is pretty awesome. I've never found anything cool like that on Facebook Marketplace. Hmm. Yes, and I got a pretty sweet deal. The woman who sold it to me took $4 off the original asking price. But that's beside the point. Roy, what questions do you have regarding your future? Oh, oh man, I don't know. Uh, hmm. What should I ask? Aren't you curious about your love life, for example? Or wouldn't you like to know if you have any children or not? Weren't you only like 13 hours in the future? Yes, and... You don't have any children in the next 13 hours. I can assure you of that. I'm okay with that, actually. Is there anything useful you can tell me? Well, over the next 13 hours, you will finish this podcast. You'll sleep. You'll brush your teeth and go to work. That's about it. Not sure if that's helpful or not. Absolutely not. Not at all. But I guess if I'm going to finish this episode... I'm pretty sure I need to start it first. That would be true. I'm trying to like it. Me too. I'm trying to like it. Welcome to I'm Trying to Like It, the podcast where two siblings, myself and Aaron, discuss all things pop culture or pop culture adjacent. We might disagree once in a while, but you can rest assured that we're both trying to like it. In this episode, Rory and I discuss some of the films and TV shows we've been watching over the past month, including the new Netflix original sci-fi film, Spiderhead. But first, we catch up with one another and find out how Rory's new job is going and how my trip to the Philippines went. Welcome back. Guess who's back? The brother number two. <laughs> I don't know if I like number two. Oh, okay. Well, you're second I mean, in line, so you want to be the deuce? Brother deuce? I can't, I can't really <laughs> change my or birth order. You can't. So it's either brother number two or brother deuce. <laughs> one? Well, brother number two doesn't sound that bad, but just being called number two doesn't, mm. sound, doesn't sound great. <laughs> number one. Number one. Aaron? Yes. How the freaking heck are you, man? 
Wow, that was aggressive. Sort of I know. Aggressively friendly. Uh, <laughs> oh wait, hold on. Before I ask you that question, I'm taking that question back. Did okay. you remember to bring my souvenirs? I do have some souvenirs for you from the yes! Philippines. Yes. Okay. How the freaking heck are you, they man? They should be arriving in 13 hours after our time continuum <laughs> start to align. Perfect. Perfect. Um, yeah. So it. Uh, yeah. I do have your. I do have your. Your, your requested souvenirs. For those of you um, that don't know, I collect shot glasses from different states and countries, and so I bequest, requested, bequest, bequeath, bequest, request, bequest. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I got, I got you yeah. two. Oh, yep. sweet. Okay. So, nice. uh, hope you li- hopefully you like those. Um. So yeah, we uh, just got back yesterday afternoon. Now and- is this our time yesterday or Philippines time yesterday? <laughs> I'm not even sure how to answer that question because but you left th- a day it was, before. It was our then... time, so we're in in Missouri. We arrived yesterday afternoon in Missouri. Was it yeah. weird knowing that you traveled in time? <laughs> because honestly, um, you did. You're a day ahead, correct? We were, yeah. So we left. Um, we left late Sunday night from the Philippines, but it was actually early. Sunday morning here in the U.S. Okay. So, I don't Wait, know. Anyway. And you got um, here yesterday? It's not as weird as some trips I've had in the past because um, I remember coming when I used to live in China and I would travel back to Denver, Colorado, and there was more direct flights for that flight. Or So, I would leave, I would like leave Beijing, which is like uh, also like 13 or 14 hours ahead of Denver. I think it's 14 hours ahead of Denver. And so I would fly from Beijing to Denver, and by the time I'd get to Denver, it would be about the same time that I left Beijing. So it would be like, you know, so basically it'd be like I'd be getting off the plane on the same day and time that I got on the plane. That is honestly so (laughs) trippy to think about that I do not like that. So I'm going to ask, saw lots of pictures, best thing you ate and best place you visited. Now, number one, I'm going to say um, it starts with a B, Boracay? Boracay. Boracay, Philippines. Yes, that it's a... water was so crystal clear blue. Oh, man. I was That's like, holy One of my new favorite places on earth is Boracay, Philippines. Um, so it's a small island that is, so we flew to, we flew to an island, and then we had to take a boat to the smaller island, which is Barakai. But it's a it's a tourist destination, so it's not like it's undeveloped. It's not like it's it's kind of the Hawaii of the Philippines, even though the Philippines is an island, you know, a, um, a group of islands just like Hawaii. But if anybody was going to compare one for one, like I would say, Barakai is is it's kind of like the tourist destination island of the Philippines, okay. and okay. Um, it's very very beautiful. Um, yeah, the water we kayaks, had. A, holy cow! Oh yeah, the yeah see through kayaks. kayaks. Um, we so the hotel that we stayed at was wonderful. It's called the uh, Villa Camellia, I think. Okay. Something like that. Anyway, Sounds it's fancy. right on the beach, so we literally could walk out the door to our of our hotel and you know take twenty steps, and we were basically on the beach. Twenty and yeah, literally, yeah. 
You counted? <laughs> well, I mean, 20 long strides, that would be. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't count, but okay. the point being that, like, we woke up, um, even the last morning that we were there, we woke up and just um, at, like, 5 in the morning and walked out. And it gets light very early there. Okay. Um, but, like, walked out and we almost had the beach for ourselves. There were a few people out there, but... It was, but it's white sand. We are on the white sand beach, which is just one of the beaches on Barakai, but it's actually called the white sand beach. And the water in the morning, especially because there's not a lot of boat activity, so there's no waves. Um, the water's just still and it's crystal clear. So it's, it's like stepping into a swimming pool that is as large as your eye can see. Like it's, it goes as far wow. as your eye can see. Um, and you have to swim out probably a hundred yards or so before you can't, you know, before I could like not touch the bottom. So, wow. yeah. So it's, it was great for laser, my son, because he doesn't swim quite yet. He's just turned five. So he, but he's working on it, uh, but he could get pretty far out from the, the beach or, you know, from the shoreline and still be able to touch the bottom. Um hmm. But yeah, it was it was pretty pretty awesome. One of the most beautiful places, just super relaxing. We stayed at a part a part of the island where there isn't a lot of partying. It's kind of known as like the boring part. It's called oh. Station Three. But so you stayed so on the old people's side. It, well, no, it's it's really geared more towards families if you're a family, mm, and so we stayed oh. over there. There are sections of the island that are more kind of young and hip and party. Kind of, and and I think they would be fun to stay at as well, but with a you know a kid, it was just easier to stay in the quiet, peaceful place. But at night, like <laughs> at night, like there would be like live music performances and different, wow. yeah, and like so you could hear people, uh, you could hear music playing, usually very soft, laid back, like coffee shop vibe style music. I do like um, some coffee shops. And, um, yeah, and you can, you know, we had a, a little tab going at our, at our hotel mm-hmm. restaurant and bar. So it felt like we weren't spending money, but we really were. We didn't have to, we didn't have to think about it till the, till the last day. <laughs> and they were like, oh crap, what did we do? <laughs> Sorry, laser, no college for you. No college for you. Well, that's, that's fun. <laughs> yeah. Whenever I saw pictures of it, I was like, holy crap. That is Yeah, it was it was really beautiful. it was very very beautiful. Definitely plan to go back many many times in my life, I hope. Um um I did tell Shella the next time you go back, I would love to go be the nanny, the photographer, um not really the house cleaner, um but <laughs> well, I will be the nanny and photographer, videographer. Um yeah. I feel like you could use that in your life as well. Uh, I'm sure you all would the things. Yeah, I think you would have a blast there. I think I except commented. for I would stay on the fun side, not the yeah. boring side. No, I and and truth be told, like I even, I was like, man, I want to do both. I would, I would like to stay longer, and stay part of the time on in the sort of younger, kind of hip area of the island, and then also spend some time. Like where we stayed, though, it was amazing. I mean, I've never been to a place like that where you literally just walk out onto the beach from your hotel. Um, so that was, that was a first for me to, to be in that kind of setting. And uh, actually I do, I, I did have a, 
I had a similar experience like that in Vietnam at one point. I don't want to misspeak, but um, but this beach was so much better because <laughs> it was the white sand and it was. Oh yeah, the white sand just hits different. So it just it hits, does. It just hits. So different. so anyway, it was wonderful. The best okay. thing I ate while I was there. Yes. Um, it's so hard. The food was so good. Yeah. Um, Saw pictures of that. There's too. a restaurant I love in the Philippines called Manam. Uh, it's a it's a chain. I mean, it's not like a fast food chain. It's like a it's a nice um, you know sit down kind of you know mid range priced restaurant. It's called Comfort Filipino Food. Oh, um, that's the name just, of it. The, it's called Manam Comfort Filipino oh, Food. That's a long um, restaurant title. Yeah, I mean, we just most people just call it Manam. So okay. I'm giving you the I'm giving you the <laughs> subtitle as well. <laughs> but it's. Um, <laughs> They cook so they when you look at the menu they have thing they have like on the left side they they have all these traditional Filipino recipes like or dishes I mean um, and then they have their own twist on all these things and so on the right side of the menu they have the twist listed which is like traditional it's like taking a traditional Filipino food and like mixing it up in some way in, in an interesting kind of way so anyway hmm. all that to say. Everything I've ever tried there was absolutely delicious. So that's probably my favorite restaurant experience. And then we ate at uh, my wife's family's home quite a bit. And her mom's a great cook. So I enjoyed that a lot as well. Well, That's exciting for you. (laughs) Yeah. So how's, I know you've been in the thick of summer camps in your job. Into the thick of it. So what what have you been up to? How's Um, that been going? Do you hate children now? <laughs> no, I wouldn't say I hate children just because of the fact that I have worked in a school setting for so long. It's just a different it's just a different kind of setting. Like it's just like it's a whole different thing because you go from a school setting where it's like, okay, we have lunch at this time, structure, and then right, right. out where we're at, it's like, okay, you guys play in creeks, get in mud, dirty. It's just all the time. And it's just so much fun to watch. Like some kids will just have lightsaber fights with sticks. Um, and, you know, so that's... Is this... So, cool yeah, I would say there's one one big difference is, like, there's no grading. Right? Mm-mm. So, like, there's no grade system. There's no... These kids... It, it's a camp. So they can mm-hmm. just come and they're just there to have fun. Yeah. B- and to learn, but not, like, in a very structured way. I mean, they, they learn not to get bit by bees or wasps <laughs> the bees Did bite you? people bees sting <laughs> sting yeah, sting right. okay Aaron. <laughs> i will say i there is there are different types of wasps there are blue wasps <laughs> why is that word so <laughs> wasps <laughs> there, are, there are blue wasps <laughs> i can't Wasp-ses. say it there are blue w's and there are red w's Along with like the normal W's. (laughs) (laughs) And it's so weird because the blue W's are just super aggressive. Like they just get in your space and your face and they don't care. And if you kind of swat them away, they're like, "Mm, did you just touch me? And then you have the the red ones that just kind of mind their own business. But like you encroach in their space and they're like, eh, don't, don't, don't be coming to my house. They have personalities. Yeah, so I've learned a lot about that. I also learned things about food that I <sighs> yeah. didn't want to know. Yep. 
Yep, I'm going to disclaimer, disclaimer. If you do not want to hear this, I'm not going to talk about all of it. Um, but if you do not want to hear this and you're lo- and you really love food, um, just just kind of turn it down or close your ears or do whatever you need to do. Do you like fig newtons, Aaron? Figs in general? I like fig newtons and I have a fig tree in my yard that has never produced any actual figs. So I don't know if I've even had a, I think I've maybe tried raw fig like twice my life. So do you know how they are made? Um, I know that wasp or you know me, I think there's wasp involved in the process of making figs. They actually have to go into the, Mm -hmm. they have to like burrow into the fig. Yeah, you probably yeah. have male figs because it is only female wasps <laughs> that go into the female fig. And in the process of scrunching themselves in this fig, they lose their wings. So their wing, they just decapitate their wings. Yeah. Um, and then they go in and they lay their babies and then they die. Yeah. And then their babies eat them. And that's how they fertilize the fig. And then the fig, and then the wasp flies out, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. But the fig stays, but that's that happens to every fig. Yeah. No, right? only the female figs. Okay, but I so there's is there fruit on the male fig tree? I don't know. I couldn't tell you that. I didn't ask questions because I don't have any fruit. This. That's the that's the reason. That so maybe you have. only have male fig trees. I don't know. I don't, also, I don't know enough about tr- fig trees. Well, to... I my coworker is she is phenomenal when it comes to bugs and knowledge because she also told me that the fda disclaimer here comes another bit of information about food um (laughs) the fda allows a certain amount of bug parts in all food did you know that i have heard that before like there's they're allowed because it's just it's just assumed that in the process the i mean that's the thing is like we've lost I could go on a rant here a little bit, but we've lost touch with like where our food comes from and that it's that, you know, I garden. So here we go on with gardening again. Uh, I garden. So I'm very aware of like the interplay between the animal world, the insect world and the plant world and how our food gets, you know, attacked by insects and, uh-huh. and insect, but insects are also necessary to the pollination yeah. process. And so anyway, it's a, it's a, it's a complex dance. It is. The, the dance and of nature, of mother nature. There are and just some so, foods that, mm, no, thank you. Did you know that if you are allergic to chocolate, you're not allergic to chocolate necessarily. You are allergic to the fragment of cockroach that is in the chocolate not only that, but in every pound of chocolate, there is rodent hair and at least 14 pellets of rodent poop. <laughs> that sounds like they're requiring it. Like, I mean, oh, 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 oh this, <laughs> this only has 10 pellets of rodent poop. We're going to have to send this back. Yeah, it's just absolutely disgusting. And kind of technically, if you really think about it, we're also cannibals. Because, like, if maggots help with the ketchup process, so maggots eat dead bodies. um, And then we eat the maggots. So, honestly, we're cannibals. And that's all I have to say about that. No. Yeah, but 
It's but, just a disgusting world. I did not like it when I learned about it, and it took me about forty-five minutes to an hour to eat my chicken sandwich. But yeah, but I like. I mean, much of our food, at least in the old days, not so much nowadays when they use chemical fertilizers. But um, I mean, poop. Poop is basically fertilizer, right? <laughs> so, like, you're eating vegetables that are produced. You know that are, you know, drawing nutrients from poop. Probably not human poop most of the time, but um, Ugh, cow manure or whatever. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, it's disgusting. I'm gonna um, go on an all water diet. I'm just gonna. Your first water. time listener, we don't always talk about. <laughs> <laughs> we don't about bugs and uh, poop and things like We're that. We're just kind but, of catching catching up, but no, it's I the really circle am, of life. <laughs> I really am enjoying being out at Ritter. Uh, it's a lot of fun. We are on week. four. Four. So we have six weeks left. And honestly, like we've had great weather the past couple of weeks. Um, week the first week and the second week were really, really rough because it just would rain and rain, rain and rain. Yeah. And like these kids are coming to camp because they want to run free. They want to be out and be doing stuff and playing in the creeks and playing in the mud and all that stuff. Right. Um and so the first couple of weeks were really, really rough, but now we're we're hitting that <sighs> mid 90s upper low hundreds um with the humidity just kind of uh. yeah and so but i've kind of gotten used to it like i don't really notice it until people are like oh my gosh how do you do this it's so hot and then i'm like well now i feel it now i feel <laughs> thanks like for I'm mentioning in the pits it of, pits of hell um, um so it's, i it's really fun the, the philippines is very hot as as you might expect is it humid and- yeah, I don't know that it's worse than the United. It's not worse than where we live here in Missouri. Missouri is a very humid okay. climate, and so I don't know that it's worse than it is here. But it's it's it is very hot, and um, so I started just wearing a. I had a uh, oh. bandana with me, and I just I just started yeah, wearing I saw, it. Saw that. Yeah, a little hood. Very rat. cool, huh? Yeah, <laughs> very very cool. But here's the thing: fashion, fashion. If I didn't right wear that, if I wasn't wearing that or hat, and my hat was not a cool option either, um, <laughs> <laughs> I had no cool options. I'm just a fat guy trying not to sweat oh. so much, um, and so I had to wear the headband. I wore the bandana as a headband to just to keep the sweat out of my eyes. Just walking around, just doing normal everyday things outdoors, and I would just be the sweat would just be pouring down my face, and so I just, I just was like, screw it, I'm going to, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wear the headband, and gonna so wear I, that bandana. Yep, tied it around my head like I was a Karate Kid or something, and just mm. wore it around. And here's the thing: I'm in the Philippines. I'm a big white dude from America, <laughs> and pretty much I'm a weirdo, you know. Anyway, so like. You just embraced it. I just added one more weird option, (laughs) one more weird, like, (laughs) you know, like aesthetic touch to my ultra, you know, overall weirdness. And so I don't think people even really notice except for my wife, who is just kind of like, oh, you're wearing that again. (laughs) And I would say, well, it's this or, you know, uh, sweat pouring down my face like a waterfall so i i went with the headband you went with the headband well i mean are there like mosquitoes and stuff there you know it's funny i didn't notice and we were we spent most of our time in manila 
we spent some time in Varakai on the island there. And then we did spend some time sort of in the countryside. I don't know. We might just call it the rural parts of of uh, Luzon Island, which is where Manila is. Um, I never had any trouble with mosquitoes. So I'm not sure why. But yeah, it just wasn't. I know they do have them because there are mosquito spread diseases that, that people you have to be aware of when you go to the Philippines. But I never got a mosquito bite. Maybe it's because you were wearing time. that bandana. I think they stayed away because I they thought it was a tough guy. They were yeah. like, "Ooh, that guy! He'll he will swat. He will swat you fast." <laughs> I will say um, before, if you're still with us, thank you. We're just kind of we're just kind of catching up. You guys are just you're you're just along for the ride until we really dive into what we're going to be talking about, but. I will say this one little one little story before we get into um, our topic of discussion. Um, it was Memorial Day and the Sunday before, and all of us Springfield Carmichael's went down to Carthage and decided to have like a little family get together. We went on a on a Sunday night, and since Aaron and his wife and son weren't home. The my two nephews and I decided to stay at their house. And so it was like 9 30, 10 o'clock at night, and we leave my parents' house and head over to Aaron's. And as we're walking <laughs> in, I notice as as I'm parking, I notice a lot of lights on. Yeah. And I didn't really think much about it. And so we go to the door, we use one of the thousand one of the hundred keys that are on that keychain for the love of the <laughs> Lord. And we walk in the first door and then we go and his camera is knocked down. So I was like, Oh, that's a little weird. And so we unlock the second door and as we walk in, every single light is on and there's music playing. So, I mean, I've seen horror movies. I don't know about the next person, but I immediately go into there's someone in this house. So I just start yelling, hello, (laughs) hello. (laughs) And as we get around the corner, there's like a glass. My the oldest nephew goes, there's a glass of water on the counter. And I said, well, I don't know whose it is, but we're going to figure this out. So he grabs what looks like a selfie stick. Um, don't know what that was going to do. Um, I I see a pair of scissors on the table. Not sure what I was going to do with that. And then my youngest nephew grabs a roll of tape. Um <laughs> He was going to really? up the bad guy. <laughs> I really don't know what he was He's like, you guys do. knock him out. I'll tape him up. And so we proceeded to check every square inch and we got up to the bathroom upstairs. And I said, this is where we die, guys. And I like <laughs> karate chopped the shower um, and something fell. So that caused everyone to scream and run. Probably down the, the shower head. Did the shower head knock off? No, it was a bottle. Um, oh, okay. And so we got that. And then we proceeded to go into each bedroom. And I found a bat in your guys's bedroom. So I yeah, got that that's bat. My, that's my defensive and, tool. Yeah. Yep. So all in all, we found out that it was just a timer. Um, which was yes. quite terrifying in the morning <laughs> when at six something it said time to lasers bus just full blast. And I said, what? I think a swear word may have come out of my mouth as I sat up and screamed the swear word. 
And so, it was on off, you know? Our house, yeah. I, the, it's, yep. it's peeking to my ultra nerdiness. My oh, house is uh, very automated. <laughs> like, yeah, there's yeah. many things that happen every day, Ooh. like, in a programmed sort of way. And while we were gone, it was, I had it set up essentially for there to be a party at my house every night. Uh, because I think, like, as soon as it got dark, like, the music would start and the lights would come on. And because <laughs> yeah. we were gone for like a month. So I wanted it to, I, you yeah. know, I didn't want people to start to think, like, oh, I haven't seen any activity at that house for, you know, for yeah, weeks now. And so, so I just good. was like, so okay, good. lights are going to come on. They're going to go off. Music's going to come on. It's going <laughs> to go off. It's. Like, but then there's other automated things like Laser's alarm for his bus. Like every morning we have to, like that reminds us like, oh, Laser's bus is going to come. And so yeah. we just have that was great. Know, that lots was... of automated stuff going on. So. Ooh, yeah, that was a, I apologize. a really, really good time. <laughs> um, we went through waves of being hot and cold because apparently none of us realized the that your AC was con- not on. Um, uh, well, it was also automated. So it was, <laughs> and it wasn't. It wasn't set for anyone to be there. So I had it like, I think it was set to go like to be at like 80 degrees during the day or something at the, that was like the max temperature was like at 80. Um, and then the air conditioning would kick on when it hit 80. Yeah. Um, and then basically, yeah, it just was set up to, to, Honestly, it wasn't really set up for people. It wasn't there. set up for people at all. And that would have been really nice to know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't know. Because we, the people, I, would not have stayed there. <laughs> I didn't know very far in advance. But to be honest, I had just forgotten how much I had set everything up on timers. Yeah, you really, you so. really did. You really did it. <laughs> You you did you did good. So that was probably a highlight of being at your guys's house because I was like, okay, this is the moment when we all die. So you know, it's fine, it's fine. With that, um, we're gonna take a quick break, and then when we come back, we will do a quick, very quick, what we have watched, and then after that, we will get into Spiderhead. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome, welcome. Um, so, general, we've both seen Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, I got a um, chance to go see that in theaters over in the Philippines. Okay, you also saw Lightyear, which I have I did, not yep. seen yet. Um, yep. So, Top Gun Maverick, I know John and I, we kind of touched base on that um, whenever we did our Stranger Things episode. But what were your initial thoughts with Top Gun Maverick? I had a blast watching it. I mean, I think it's it was. Um, Miles Teller is a smoke show. <laughs> he is so attractive, and I know that whenever we were talking about John and I were talking about this, he thought I was going to dive into that moment, and I didn't. I kept myself together, but the more I watch him, the more I'm like, I just can't control it. It needs to be said. <laughs> Miles Teller. Well, 
So Wolf Whistle, I, baby. Yeah, I thought he was good. I thought I, I've liked Miles Teller for a long time, though. I mean, he's been good in in many things that he's yeah, been in. he has been. And let's drum. Just, like, what was the drum line? No, not Whiplash. Drumline. Whiplash. Sorry, Drumline's another. There is a movie called Drumline. There is, but that is. It's not also about Miles. drumming. But it's Whiplash black. is the one I'm thinking of. <laughs> um, but yeah, Miles Teller has been good in pretty much everything I've ever mm-hmm. seen him in, and he was phenomenal being the son of Rooster and. His mom. Like, he looked yeah. like a young rooster. Anthony, yeah. whatever yep. his name is. I, I like him. And we'll talk about him more with Spiderhead, of course. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it was just a blast. It was nostalgic. I, I, you know, for, for me, I remember going to see Top Gun in the movie theater. Uh, I was probably seven, maybe, at the time. Six okay. or seven years old. Um, I remember mom and dad weren't quite prepared for the uh, love scene in the film. Um, Cause I think it's only rated PG. I don't think mom and dad would have taken us to, to it if it was PG. Yeah, I highly doubt that. But it was like a 1980s PG. A 1980s PG was like a modern, definitely like PG 13 now, or even maybe R in some cases. Um, they were pretty loose with that PG yeah, uh, rating just... system back then. But um but anyway, Top Gun. So yeah, the Top Gun Maverick. The 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 nostalgia was was fun, and all the acting was was good. You know, it wasn't. I'm as we've talked about many times. I'm a Tom Cruise apologist, so I don't yes, mind him at all. Um, he grinned and you know winked and everything, just like Tom Cruise does often in films. Um, the fight scenes in the cockpits and the the, oh, the so good. all of the airplane battles and everything that was really really cool. Um, so on all levels, I mean, it was just a great, you know, great summer popcorn movie. Like I I had a blast. I was having fun seeing it with uh, a theater full of Filipinos because they are very responsive to films. The Philippines is definitely. Um, one of my favorite places to watch movies because okay. they have great movie theaters. First of all, um, they show mostly American films, um, great popcorn. <laughs> they really do. No. So in the Philippines, I, I'm telling you in the Philippines, the, they have, they, they don't just have buttered popcorn. They have all the different flavors. They have like, like they'll the usually have. Not they've already flavored it, so they have oh. kettle corn. They have, um, like they'll have spicy. They'll be have like cheesy jalapeno. They'll have barbecue. That's nice, like, honestly. Yeah, and it's already made, so it's freshly made popcorn, but flavored with all these seasonings. Because usually, whenever I go to movie theaters, I just be sneaking that seasoning in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the theater <laughs> that we went to uh to see light i saw three films while i was there shella went to two of them okay laser went to one of them light here but anyway um and the theater that i liked the most while there while i was there they included free popcorn with every ticket so we we got to choose three different flavors of popcorn um so anyway it was just it it's they're great theaters all that to say i had a blast (laughs) watching maverick so okay um I was two thumbs up with that. Okay. Uh, you saw Lightyear. What did you initial thoughts of that? There's a lot of controversy going on with that. We won't dive into that, but you, what did you think of that movie? I, I enjoyed it a lot. I, I think the premise is hard. Like I've seen a lot of people comment about the premise. Like, 
what is this supposed to be like? Is this, but it makes complete sense to me. It's, it's the light year film that inspired the toys that were then played with in the 1995 toy story. And then in the, the films that come after that or whatever. Also, people are upset because Tim Allen is not in it. Um, Chris, is it Chris Evans mm-hmm. uh, who does the voice of Lightyear, Buzz Lightyear? Mm-hmm. He sounds like it's not really, I mean, he doesn't sound like Tim Allen, but it wasn't jarring or anything for him to be the voice of Lightyear. Okay. And my assumption was that they were thinking maybe we do Lightyear films for the next 20 years, just like we've done Toy Story films, you know? And they're wanting someone like Tim Allen is probably in his mid to late 60s, I would guess, at this point. Yeah, probably. Um, so, too, if not right Yeah, now. so I mean, I, I just think it was more like franchise protection, like them using Chris Evans so that, you know, to kind of mean, to kind of carry that voice forward in the future if they do films down the, down the road, you know. Okay. Um, but so that didn't bother me too much. Um, so overall, interesting story i was entertained i mean it's a pixar film it has great storytelling i was emotionally invested in in the characters um it was action-packed uh, it felt like a, a cool sort of space sci-fi film but as a cartoon you know okay. uh, but it was yeah i i really enjoyed it and laser enjoyed it and kept his interest it was his first full-length film to ever sit through in a movie theater um so that was kind of fun. And yeah, overall, I give it, yeah, I would give it, if I was going to rate it on that 10 point scale, I would probably give it like a seven and a half, eight, something like that. Okay. You said you saw three movies. What was the third one? <laughs> yeah. So the third one was completely random. So one day I was at, we were all at the mall. We had uh, gone out on a Sunday with Shella's family to have lunch. And afterwards, um, everyone else was going to leave and go back to her family's house. And um, I just kind of asked, I was like, hey, is it cool if I just stay here and go see a movie? Cause, and Shella's cool with that because she knows I love going to see movies. And, and I especially like seeing movies outside of the U.S. Um, I've gone to movies in countries like Cambodia. I went to see a movie. I didn't understand a single word of it. I mean... <laughs> There was no English subtitles. I sat through it and I loved it. I had a blast and it was a terrible movie, but I really enjoyed just going but to the movie the theater. It was the experience though. It was the experience of it. Yeah. Um, so I, I just love that. And so I went to see a movie that was an English speaking film. It was called motherly. It's a Canadian sort of suspense thriller, not really horror, okay. but suspense thriller kind of film. Um, it was, a little predictable, but overall enjoyable. Like okay. I, um, so it's it's gotten mixed reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, but it's a Canadian film actually. So yeah, um, but yeah, it's 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 good. I I mean I I'm not I, I on that ten point scale I would give it like six and a half seven something like that. Okay. Um, right. So, but it was a surprise because I I had not heard of it. I literally walked up to the movie, the, like the ticket, the box office, and I was like, okay, what's the next movie showing? Okay, motherly. I have no idea what it is. I'll have one ticket. And I just went <laughs> in, and and I was kind of excited to see that it was a thriller because I just enjoy those kinds of movies. But, yeah. so Okay. Um, 
I mean, obviously, I watched while you were gone Top Gun Maverick. Loved it. Um, but I've already talked about that. The other movie that I saw in the movie theaters was Jurassic World. Um, yes, I'm I'm very eager to see that, although I know it has received some mixed reviews. Uh, I don't care. I I'm going to see it. I'm going to have fun. Yeah, I mean, on a on a scale of out of 10, I'm going to I'm going to give it like a 7, 7.5 just because the nostalgia, like with having the Jurassic Park um Ian Malcolm uh uh Ellie whatever her last name and then yeah. Alan Grant like that was just incredible seeing them kind the worlds collide was so so cool was it the best Jurassic World movie no no not at all did i enjoy it yeah did i love the fact that we got a full-fledged trailer for nope Apps of freaking Oh man, I gotta go check that out. Um, you got sure it on YouTube. There's now. there's a whole trailer. It was the first time I, I'm surprised that they didn't do the trailer during Top Gun Maverick. Um, but they did the trailer during Jurassic World, which was so weird to me. But it looks incredible. Like it looks so 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 good. So um, uh, one question about Jurassic World, mm-hmm. because I and I hope this isn't the case, but this is the way they're. The way they advertised this film was like, this is the final Jurassic Park related film. Like, it's kind of the end of an era, kind of the way they've marketed it. Yeah. Now, did you did it feel that way I mean, when you watched it without spoiling anything? But did you feel like this wraps everything up in a way? Or Honestly, did it feel like there was an opening for future films? Yeah, a little bit of both. Like, I know that they say it's supposed to be, like, the the end wrapping everything up, but there were just kind of some things where it's like, hmm, they could definitely, they could definitely add on to this. Like, they closed it, but at the same time, they left it open, if that makes sense. So, I was happy with it being, like, if it is the end, okay, cool, it, it was great. If it's not the end, awesome. I feel like it. they did really, really good at not really confirming if it is the end or isn't my guess is they're not going to pull they're, they're never going to bring the original cast back again mm-hmm. you know um and then they're also probably not going to be able to get chris um what's pratt. that pratt they probably won't be able to get chris pratt to come back so if there is a future iteration of jurassic the jurassic world or jurassic park series it will probably include all new casts and will yeah. kind of, which they do in some have, ways reboot this the the whole franchise in some way. Yeah, um, they do have like a new a new character, which I feel like they could definitely expand on. And then in the last one, um, the one prior to this one, they introduced Macy the the girl Macy Lockhart or Lockwood or whatever her name is. Right. Yeah. And so I feel like they could go with like her too, like a story about her or of her with it and everything. So I definitely think they left it kind of open-ended. So, I mean, I really enjoyed it. I would definitely give it a seven, seven and a half. There were things that I was like, okay, this is kind of like, this is stupid. But then there are also things I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so great. Um, So I really, really, I really liked that. Those were the movies that I saw in the movie theater. Um, There are a couple of Netflix shows that I've been watching. One, I don't know why I started it. 
but I honestly found myself really enjoying it. And it is a Netflix original called Surviving Summer. Um, Hmm. It's really, really cheesy, but it's so good. It's just about this American that gets booted off to Australia because she's kind of a troublesome teen. And it's just really, really good. Like, it's about, like, teenagers overcoming being selfish. And so I thought that was really good. Um, Another one has been kind of documentary series. Uh, One called Keep Sweet, Obey, and Pray. Um, It's about the FLDS and this one. I can't remember his name completely. Um, Warren. Is it Warren Jeffs? Is that? Yes. Okay. Yes, I believe that's yes. Um, I honestly, it it's kind of like I thought it was good. Like it's really, I mean, it's all factual, so it's it's not like it's not real or anything like that. So I thought it was really good. And then the other thing that I watched was uh, Melissa McCarthy. She is in it, and oh, then yeah. her husband. Yeah, God's uh, favorite idiot. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so good. It is so funny. Um, highly recommend you to watch that. It is just really, really funny. There's I, been mixed I reviews watched, about it, but yeah. so good. I watched the first episode so far, and I definitely had p- planned to go back and watch more. Yeah. Um, I think uh, it's that you know they love working together. A lot of people mm-hmm. think that her husband, I and I can't even think of his name, but he he uh, writes and directs. Ben Falcone, Falcone, Falcone. Yeah, yeah. He writes and directs a lot of the films that Melissa McCarthy stars yeah. in. And some people have said it might be to her detriment because they, they don't always work, you know, like it doesn't always, yeah. it's not her best work. I would think when she works with him, but, um, but I like seeing them work together and clearly they love each other and just yeah, love working I mean, together. It's so always, it's more power fun. to them. It's always fun to watch. So those were, those were the things that I watched um, whilst you were away. Great, great times. What a time to be alive <laughs> with that. Um, yeah, so on Netflix, I have been watching Seinfeld again okay. uh, for probably the fourth <laughs> or fifth time to watch the whole series. Um, yeah, I just love it so much. Like, I, I just laugh and laugh and... Shella was trying to sleep. I was watching on the airplane, actually, and um, on one of our long flights back to the U.S. And she's trying to sleep, and like I'm laughing, and my like whole body's kind of shaking, and so I kept waking <laughs> waking her up. But uh, yeah, I, I I did skip over the first two seasons. I've watched the first two seasons at least a couple times, but it starts really getting funny, like season three. Okay. And I'm now, I think, in season six, like towards the end of season six. So I've been watching that just to, kind of like a, a nightcap, like uh, as okay. I go to bed, watch a couple episodes. Um, and then uh, let's see, is there anything else? Mainly that's been it. And then I did make a point. Oh, I watched a couple movies. I, I got a chance to watch um, Licorice Pizza. Uh, have you... Have you heard of this? I have not heard of this at all. So one of my favorite directors, Paul Thomas Anderson, uh, who directed Magnolia and um, There Will Be Blood and many other great films. One of probably our greatest living director, uh, writer, director. 
he so yeah this is a film called licorice pizza it's really kind of unlike anything that he's directed or written before because it's just sort of a um like coming of age kind of story teenagers set in 1970s california um and just it kind of a sweet like romantic comedy uh not not comedy it's not broad comedy at least but just kind of a yeah pretty simple film he directs usually kind of complex films with you know really dark characters and this is kind of the most lighthearted thing i've seen him make you know film I, he's made in recent memory so um huh. i watched okay. that on the plane on the way to the philippines and then i was able to watch uh the sting the classic film with Robert Redford and okay, um, yep. oh Paul Paul Newman and man what what a great movie but also it just made me think about how much Robert Redford reminds me of Brad Pitt oh, I yeah. I could not watch that movie without thinking of Brad Pitt filling, playing that same role and almost hitting all the same beats you know as far as his acting performance would go I just think they're just it's just like they they could have been father and son. I mean, it's that that similar. Wow. Um, and then on the way back, uh, just a couple of days ago, because you requested, I did watch uh, Spiderhead, which we're going to discuss next. So we'll take a quick break, and then when we come back, we'll be discussing the new Netflix original sci-fi film Spiderhead. That's Spiderhead. We're proud of our work. Presence in this facility, while technically a punishment, is a privilege. Where have you been? Drug study. In science, we have to explore the unknown. They've been testing me up and down, a lot weirder stuff than usual. This is new frontier stuff here. Before we begin, I need your permission to administer it in 40. This place can really mess with your head. Drip on. Acknowledge. Drip on. Acknowledge. Acknowledge. Yeah, acknowledge. Let's do this. All right, welcome back. Look at that segue. Look at you. Yeah. See, I I walked us right. I landed the plane is what I did. Okay. We were up high. There was some turbulence. I oh, said, boy. it's time to take it down and take it down safe. Keep well, the passengers now you're not alive. Okay. You're taking off again. All right. <laughs> Spiderhead. You All right. Spiderhead, specifically yes. asked me to watch this film. I had not heard of it. I didn't know mm-hmm. anything about it. I didn't know who was in it even until I started watching. So yes. what made you, besides the fact that... Um, Miles Teller is a smoke show. What 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 caused you to want to discuss this film? Um, so I hadn't I myself hadn't heard of it. And I was flipping through Netflix and it popped up and I said, hmm. And then as I was like, Well, do I want to watch this? Do I do I not? I was going back and forth. And then I think the universe I i.e. my phone heard me have this battle because then I started seeing like previews and stuff for it and everything. And so I kind of looked into it and it looked really, really interesting. And obviously yeah. Chris Hemsworth and Miles Teller are both in it. And so I was like, okay, I mean, it can't be that bad of a movie. And 
I'd have to say I really enjoyed it. It was complicated. I'm not going to lie. Like, it was super, super complicated. Uh, the whole the whole plot of it is a quick synopsis from IMDb. Yes, give us the synopsis. Yes, yes, yes. I will do that for you, sir. As soon as I find where <laughs> I went. Hold on just a second. Hey. I will all mention. So the stars of this are Chris Hemsworth and Miles Teller and uh, Journey Smollett. Um, who, who is that? So, okay, so she was in the HBO series, um, oh, it was so good, and I can't think, the name is, she was in, darn it, I even read the book, Uh, I'm going to have to look it up. Um, Lovecraft Lovecraft Country? Yes, Lovecraft Country, yes. Okay. She was in Lovecraft Country. Oh my gosh, she was in Birds of Prey too. The Black Canary. Okay, I knew she looked familiar. I just couldn't remember. Who, I have not who seen Birds was. of Prey, but but what? I, I, yeah, sorry, but she was awesome. Whoa, in... whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. <laughs> How have you not seen that movie? I just am not like really drawn into the DC comic <sighs> film world. Yeah, neither am I, but that movie is so freaking hell. Okay, all right. I have to. I'll have to check it out, but I. Did think she was fantastic in she was uh, so Lovecraft good. Okay, Country. I found so. I found the synopsis. Here we go. Okay, so in the near future, convicts are offered the chance to volunteer as medical subjects to shorten their sentence. One subject, one such subject for a new drug capable of generating feelings of love, begins questioning the reality of his emotions. So basically, f- short and sweet you have miles teller who is a convicted um criminal uh he is going to it's this like place called spiderhead where all these other convicted criminals are and this guy steve abnesty i think that's how you pronounce his last name he's the doctor and they basically have like little packs on their back that he can Played by Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, played by Chris Hemsworth, that he can inject them with like a serum um, and have them and kind of use them as exactly that test subjects to kind of see how each thing affects them. So if they give them this drug, how how it affects them, if it's sad news, how do they react? Well, they're going to react a certain way because this this serum is to make you think everything's funny and so and so on and so forth. Um, I thought Chris Hemsworth did fantastic because in most Chris Hemsworth movies, you, you love him. Like you can't not love him. He's just charming. I mean, Thor, he was in the remake of, um, the Ghostbusters with all the, with all the female cast. You just really can't help, but just think, oh my gosh, Thor, like, not Thor, Chris Hemsworth. Like, okay, I enjoy him. <laughs> yeah. In this movie, I think this was the first movie that I have watched with him that I thought to myself, I can't stand you. Even when he was in Bad Times at the El Royale. Amazing. I loved him in that. But in this movie, it was like, oh my gosh. I couldn't, I like I would love him and then I would hate him. Well, his character is supposedly, you know, a a genius, someone yes. who has created the these drugs that can uh basically manipulate 
human emotions and mm-hmm. feelings, right? Um, and he himself is a great manipulator. The way he speaks to yes. the Miles Teller um, character, um, he he's constantly trying to manipulate him. And um, when we when the film first starts, you get a sense that it's working to some extent with the Miles Teller character. Part of the way reason it works is because all of these criminals who are in this experimental prison are desperate, right? They're like mm-hmm. at their they're at the end of the rope. They've committed crimes that they feel great. Well, at least the Miles Teller character uh, and the Journey Smollett character they they are you know burdened heavily by mm-hmm. the the crimes that they've committed and so they are um looking for redemption you know they're looking for a way out of this this burden of guilt that they carry with them and he's offering these drugs that essentially do that and you know initially i really felt like this um whole film was like metaphor a metaphor for sort of America's drug problem <laughs> because okay. it's so All much right. about it's so much about escaping through um through you know intoxicating experiences right like if you if you feel sad just take yeah. this drug and you'll feel better if you don't feel love for someone take this drug and you'll feel love for them um and then there's also drugs that can make you feel sad and depressed and um, take you to the that dark place and so um it's yeah so i thought it was somehow about like america's drug problem like the opioid epidemic or something you know that's yeah. that's kind of my, where my mind went ultimately i don't think that was the point and this story it's this film's based on a short story called escape from spiderhead which was written by george saunders a long long time ago so it's not it's not a contemporary story. It's a yeah. sci-fi story that was written, you know, decades ago. So, um, so I, yeah. So in the, all that to say, I don't think it's at least not in its original form. Wasn't meant to be a statement about the drug problem in America. Okay. I don't think that's yeah. I'm, yeah. It's, it's hard to tell. I, I definitely think it was just, it was weird at, like it's hard to it's hard to kind of talk about because I don't really want to give any spoilers, but it's gotten a lot of like bad reviews. And honestly, I didn't think it was terrible. Like I enjoyed watching it. It kept my attention. It kept me wondering, like, what the heck is happening? Um, and so I I thought it was really well done. I thought the storyline was well done. I now that I know that journey Smollett. Smollett. I don't know if that's uh, how you Smollett or, Yeah, I think it's... Yeah, yeah think like, it's, she looked so Smollett. familiar, and I was like, I know she's from something, and she's yeah. such a great actress. She is. And so, I really enjoyed it, and I would give it seven and a half, eight on a rating scale. There are just kind of some things in it that I'm like, okay, this was kind of predictable. Like, this is... This could have been done differently. This could have been done differently. But overall, so, I really liked it. I I found it to be... It reminded me of like a, a an extended episode of Black Mirror. Have you did you ever watch the, oh, yeah, the yeah, series yeah. Black Mirror? Mm-hmm. Um, and Black Mirror, you know, it was sci-fi, sci-fi. Uh, it was a you know a, a anthology series 
where you'd have these sci-fi stories that centered around technology and how technology generally it was focused on how technology is shaping us in kind mm-hmm. of scary ways. And so that's kind of what this reminded me of is it because it's so drug focused, like, you know, these drugs are in development and yeah. they are manipulating the way people behave and how they feel and how they act with one another. And so I, it, it kind of had a feeling like black mirror, kind of like, um, a warning of where this technology might take us, where this, you know, the ability to create drugs that change people's behavior so drastically and their feelings so drastically yeah. is really dangerous. So that's what it kind of reminded me about. Where I had a little problem with it, I think the performances of the main three actors that we mentioned were totally fine. I mean, Chris Hinsworth, like you said, he he is charming. He, that's what makes him so despicable in this mm-hmm. film is that he's charming and he's manipulative, but you're able to see through it. So you see yeah. what he's doing. Right. And you know that he has bad motives. Um, and then Miles Teller was great. You know, he's um, also um, plays sincerity really well. I think that's mm-hmm. one strong suit for him is he seems he plays very sincere characters. Um, and, uh, so, so I had no problem with the performances. What I did have a little problem with was the tone because I couldn't quite tell. There are scenes where we have Chris Hemsworth's character, like dancing around to like funky music and mm-hmm. like, and like, I couldn't tell. And there was moments where I think they were aiming for some kind of like really dark humor. That and it didn't quite land for me, but then there's and there's sort of these really dark, there's some really, really dark stuff in this movie. Yes, um, there is. Yes, and, there is. And I don't know that I could, if I felt it was more redemptive in some way, I might be able to, to recommend it to more people. But I kind of felt like it took us to these really dark places. It played it for laughs at times where I was like, oh, I don't think this mm-hmm. is funny, you know, like, um, and then at other times, it took it very, very seriously. And I just felt like the tone was a little uneven or a little warped. Um, the reason I'll be a little, go a little easy on this movie though, is <laughs> I was probably going, I was going on like 30 hours with no sleep and on an airplane and watching it on my phone. So I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I had the best viewing experience and, you know, when you're kind of in that state of, like, ultra exhaustion on an airplane, yeah. um, you're it's hard to make judgment calls. So but it that was that was where my mind was going watching. It was like I was entertained uh, by the performances and stuff. But I was also just kind of like puzzled by, like, yeah. are, am I supposed to think this is funny or is am I supposed to be horrified? Because I was horrified. I wasn't really thinking it was funny, but it felt like it was trying to get me to think it was kind of darkly funny, you know? Yeah, I'd agree so, with that. There were, I would 100% agree with that. There were times where it's like, mm, even okay. the Even the ending, and I won't say anything about what happens in the ending, but even the ending is kind of played for laughs a little bit. You I know, hated like, the ending. Um, That's what kind of got me. I was like, why would you? I feel like it went, like, for what it was. And how it was, I feel like the way it ended, they could have done something completely different. Uh, yeah. So I will say, again, it comes back to the tone. The last 
20 minutes of this film feel like a very generic action film where you have it's like an ex, it's basically well it's in the original title which was escape from spiderhead but you have a scenario in which the miles teller character is trying to escape and it just leans on some really typical escape action sequence kind of things that i just mm-hmm. it that didn't seem like it fit with like the rest of the sort of dark sci-fi tone of the film and the, but then at the same time you have a scenario with the Chris Hemsworth character that is sort of being played for laughs. And I won't get into what that scenario is, but um, yeah, just, I don't know. I just, I felt like it was kind of uneven. It was, there were, there were good things about it, but I would probably put it at like a five and a half, six on the 10 point scale. Just what did I say? Seven and a half. Yeah. I would put it lower just because I don't know that I could recommend it. The only way I would recommend it was like if you want to see Chris Hemsworth in a kind of different role than he's maybe played yeah, before. That's very true. Or if you're just a huge Miles Teller fan, you know, then maybe it's worth it. But it's it is very dark and yeah, it is uh, has super, some super very dark. disturbing some very disturbing scenes in it as well. Yeah. So I don't I don't know if this would be like I think the reason that I recommended it to you was just to see your take, like what your take would be on it. But I don't know if it would be something I, that I'd be like, hey, have you seen Spiderhead yet? You should watch it. It's um, So it's certainly, it it is totally up my alley as far as the kind of things I like. Mm-hmm. Like it, like sci-fi. Um, it's just done you know, so weird. Yeah. It delves into some heavy topics. Um, and I it's like, not the fact that it delves into the heavy topics. It's the way that those heavy topics yes, are portrayed. That's the, that's the thing. It's like, I have no problem with the themes of it or the way that they, or I have no problem with them dealing with heavy issues like, um, like suicide, uh, you know, uh, alcoholic, uh, you know, alcoholism. Um, that they delve into a lot of dark areas. I don't have a problem with those topics is except for that. When you try to pair that stuff with, a tone that is sort of played for dark laughs. Mm -hmm. That's when I'm like, this doesn't sit right with me. But um, so I don't mind that you recommended it because I really, this is typically the kind of stuff I'm really interested in. Like I really love the black mirror series, which is what this reminded me of. But um, I just warn people before they get into it, like understand that, there's not a big payoff in the end of this film. <laughs> yeah. And you have to sit through <laughs> and you have to sit through a lot of darkness to get to the end. So yeah. just be aware. And so I was on an airplane uh watching this on my little on my phone, you know, phone screen. And there were probably three scenes maybe where I had to use the like jump ahead button, like the 10 second jump ahead button on the Netflix video player. Cause I had mm-hmm. downloaded this. Um, and I had to jump ahead just cause I was like, I don't want anyone else sitting around me to like see what's <laughs> happening on the screen right now. Because I just thought if there's any kids that are in view of this yeah. or if there's any, yep. you know, like I just didn't want because it it's because it's that dark. Like it's just, there's some, some heavy, heavy, heavy stuff that happens. So yeah, Acting, movie aside, acting is done great. Um, they're, the performances by the main three are incredible. Also, the Chris Hemsworth assist, Chris Hemsworth's 
assistant, Mark Pagway or Pagwayo. Yeah. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. He's really good. Um, I feel like he did really great in this role. I had never heard of him before. Um, but he did a really good job um, in this yeah. role. So, all yeah, in all, pr- production design was also great, which means, you know, basically the look of the film, the camera work, the mm-hmm. the music choices, all of that is really high quality as well. Yeah. Um, and, and ultimately, my, my, my main criticism is just tone, that it yep. just didn't. It took on heavy, heavy topics, but it. And it tried to make us laugh at some of it, and I just didn't. I just yeah. didn't laugh. I thought it was, yeah, it just yeah. F- it landed wrong for me. <laughs> okay, with that um, recommendations, I have three. Obviously, the first one is Stranger Things season four, part one. Uh, that is something that you need to watch as soon as you can. Um, hopefully sleep schedules will start being a little bit more normal. And when we do, when you do start watching it, we will have to have John back on because he said he would love to talk about it with us and everything. Um, another one is a Paramount plus original. It stars good old Brian Cranston and Annette Bening. And it is Jerry and Marge go large. Have you heard of this? I've Um, seen the trailer for it. I read, so there was a long form essay about the story and I can't remember what magazine it's from. I want, maybe it was in the New Yorker. Um, Probably. But it was, I don't know. You know, it was one of these, I think it was New Yorker or maybe the Atlantic or something, but uh, a magazine that, that does these like long form stories, um, nonfiction stories. Uh, all based on a true story mm-hmm. about this man who was very good at math, who retired, was bored, and he basically cracked the lottery code. <laughs> yep. And totally true. Like, I mean, now I haven't seen the movie yet. I'm excited to. And I had Brian Cranston, so I'm excited about that. But also because the original, the actual story of this was just totally fascinating. So, so I'm good. Excited like, they that. used the money to revive their small town. Like, so, 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 so good. Um, so highly recommend. I loved it. And then another one is, it is a series. It stars the lovable Jeff Bridges, John Lithgow, and it is called The Old Man. And it's on Hulu. And holy crap. You think, I, I'm, Jeff Bridges, ugh, that man is, is so good. It's basically um, the plot of it is a former CIA officer who's living off the grid finds himself on the run from people who want to kill him. Just incredible. I mean, Jeff Bridges is what? Seven, late? I don't even know how old I, I would guess he's in his 70s, but I don't know for sure. But Yeah. like, yeah. And sometimes I always get Jeff Bridges and the Kurt Russell mixed. Uh, mixed up because they kind of have like their acting kind of sometimes gets me, especially when they both have long hair. Um, but this show is freaking, it is, it's a lot, but it is good. So I definitely will check that out. Cause I'm a huge Jeff Bridges fan. So yeah, highly recommend you watching, uh, you watching those three, two shows, one movie. Cool. Well, my only recommendation is, uh, for anyone who, I don't know. I think at this point we're like past the point where there can be new fans of Seinfeld. I think it's like you're either you're either like an OG fan of Seinfeld because I, I, I know 
I don't think you have said openly that you don't think it's funny. I mean, I do not know. <laughs> and, and I know it's very generational, but for the life of me, I cannot imagine anyone sitting through that um, series and not finding it funny. It's just, it's just the, it's, yeah, it's just, it's just very funny. And I don't know. I, I, I love it. And uh, I just have enjoyed watching it once again and probably will go back to it my entire life for, you know, every three or four years, I'll just have to sit down and watch the whole series again. So, all right. Well, I mean, get on with your bad self. That's all I'm going to say about that. As always, make sure you comment, like, share, subscribe, review, rate. Email us if you'd like at I'm trying to like it at gmail.com. Or you can follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash trying to like it. And again, now that it is now that Aaron is here, that he can agree with what i said thank you all so much for the five thousand plus downloads we are insanely grateful aaron how did it feel knowing that that happened uh it was fantastic i mean like i uh said to you i think we were messaging back and forth on the day that we crossed over the five thousand line like you know we started this podcast and i've never had huge um expectations <laughs> it was just meant <laughs> it's just meant for fun right yeah um, honestly but it's kind of funny to th- i mean but when i i stop and step back and think like man we have recorded now 41 hours not more actually because we have mm-hmm. some of the mini pods and some bonus content but yeah we've recorded like we're we're closing on like 50 hours of content and we have now 5,000 and a couple hundred, you know, like 5,200, I think is our, we're, we're approaching at least um, on downloads. And um, I just think it's 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 cool. You know, my expectations weren't very high and we are uh, definitely exceeding those very low expectations <laughs> that I <laughs> that I set. <laughs> that's what this is a lesson to learn, kids. <sighs> Set your expectations very low and you oh, will exceed boy. them. Oh, sweet Jesus. You will exceed them. No, oh, but gosh. seriously, though, I, I do appreciate everyone who listens. Uh, and um, we're, we have no plan to stop anytime soon or any time in the future. Well, there's good stuff that keeps coming out. We've got a bunch of, exactly. bunch of topics exactly. to talk about. Like for sure. just, exactly. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, we'll hit 10,000 here. Uh, hopefully, before, you know, as soon as possible i hope by the time we hit like maybe we can hit 10,000 10, downloads by the time we hit like 60 episodes let's yeah that'd be i mean like we that. do have well, we a need lot your of... help though we need the yes. listeners help to we share and like, uh, tell people comment. about us um you know so many of the podcasts that i listen to are because someone told me like hey have you listened to such and such and i'd be like oh no i haven't i haven't i'll check that out and then i go check it out and i fall in love with it so if you like us and you like this show, please just tell people about us. And yeah. I know if, even if it's only one person, then that one person can tell one, one person. Just one person. Now All we're starting to sound like one. a uh, like a PBS um, fundraising. <laughs> Sarah McLaughlin. Yeah. <laughs> In, the <laughs> In the arms of an angel. <laughs> but no, um, 
we do greatly appreciate it. There's tons of summer movies coming out that have come out that are going to come out that we were are going to be on our top watch list we'll have another special guest coming in a few episodes as well so don't miss out on that turn on that notification and as always thanks for listening to i'm trying to like it I'm trying to like it.